Isn't that what you lot say in therapy? And how did that make you feel? Don't be so scathing of my job. That's my whole <laughs> life's work. Yeah. How did it make me feel? It made me feel... You're listening to the Luxury Mind Podcast with Paul Russell and Helen Villers. Exploring human behaviour, psychology and luxury. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Luxury Mind. I am Helen and I'm joined by my co-host Paul. And what are we talking about today, Paul? Uh, We are talking about cleanliness being next to godliness. I know you're going to ask, where the hell did you get that topic? Well, I am going to. Why? Like, How much cleaning do you actually do, Paul? Like, you know, yeah. Go on, where has it come from? That's not the point. Okay. I am definitely next to godliness. I just outsource it. (laughs) So. Does that still count? Carry on. Yes, of course it still counts. Look, we can't get sidetracked before... We've already we've even told people yes, why this we're is talking true. about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So the reason we're talking about it right. is because on TikTok, uh, I came across. I found myself on on Clean Talk on the cleaning it's one side of, of my TikTok. favorite things. Well, don't ask me how I found myself there. I just found myself there. But I mean, there was one um, argument in the comments mm-hmm. where there was a cleaner who's who has millions of followers. Mm-hmm. Anne Russell, adore her. Oh, Absolutely she's wonderful. Adore Mutuals. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. And, (laughs) (laughs) but there was an argument going on in her comments where somebody said, oh, you're giving advice on cleaning, but your house is, your house is really messy. How can you, I couldn't live like that. And Anne said, basically, um, I'm not defined by my house and I clean all day, so I'm not going to come home Mm. and do it. But then this woman said, well, you know, Cleanliness is next to godliness. And I thought, darling, no, it's really not. Go on, let's let's give your real thought, Paul, because I don't believe you for a second that that was what you actually thought. <laughs> I think it was a lot ruder, wasn't it? Rightfully yeah, it so, I have ruder. to say. Because what a rude but thing I mean, to put in someone's comment section. Like, what a judgmental... I mean, morally superior thing to do. And that's what people do with cleaning, don't they? They become very morally superior. Absolutely. They equate this idea of having a massively clean home with moral cleanliness and moral superiority. You know, we're meant to believe that the path to spiritual enlightenment is paved with disinfectant. So, you know, rather than praying five times a day you clean five times a day and you get to the gates of heaven and whichever imaginary person you believe in is standing at the gates going come in because you you had a fabulously clean house have you got your j cloth well done come on in with your j cloth (laughs) and your your stettle and things it's so such an interesting thing isn't it because as you were saying that i was thinking yeah they want you to be cleaning all the time but it's not they want you to be cleaning they want women to be cleaning because it's typically the women who would clean and then i think i would agree with that right it's a patriarchal construction to keep women occupied so that if their house isn't clean there's something wrong with them as a person and therefore as a partner a wife a mother and that actually if I've got you worried about what the house looks like you're not going to be worrying about what anything else is going on so well, I the whole idea of yeah 
The whole idea of cleanliness being next to godliness, people think, uninformed people right. think that it comes from the Bible. And it, no such thing is the case. It was a phrase first used by John Wesley, the co-founder of um, the Methodist Church. Right. And he, I mean, I don't know much about the Methodist religion, but I know that they're relatively Puritan, aren't they? So he obviously decided that cleanliness was next to godliness. But obviously it was a different time as well. You know, we're talking the late, I suppose we're talking the late 1600s, early 1700s, aren't we? Where hygiene was a different thing. But I mean, he decided that there were these, what I find fascinating is that people pick and choose from their from their book, you know, mm. which bits we mm. shall use and which bits we don't. It's not an a la carte menu, darling. <laughs> it's a set menu. You have to take every course. Um, so there's bits, apparently, in the book of Leviticus, for example, where, you know, they, they lay out the rituals for spiritual cleansing. Right. And, of course, in the 1700s, where... You know, there were new religions popping up every three days. They decided that um, this equated the, the cleanliness of your person and of your house and of your abode and of your clothes and of everything else equated to spirituality and equated to you being a spiritually pure person. Wow. I mean,. There's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? There is really, isn't there? There's something about, I don't know, just that this dominance of people and that you are better than... Now, I can see how in some cultures, cleanliness actually is really important. Hygiene. Massively. Especially around food and, and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Being And, you know, hot countries. I mean, you grew up in India, what was it like? Well, there's a, there's a reason why rituals around death, for example. Mm. Um, you know, for example, in the West, where the climates are colder, we put bodies in state and we lay them out and mm -hmm. people come around and look and you have a wake and, you know, from death to burial can take a week. Oh. Whereas in hot countries... It's almost the next day because well, uh, you just yes. can't. You can't have bodies lying around, no. and often they cremate, don't they? Oh, ninety-five percent of the time yeah. they cremate because the mm. you, you can't just bury bodies, can you? And and have them rotting in the ground and and the work as well. You've just reminded me of something really an embarrassingly embarrassing story. I, I'm a little bit nervous about telling it right when the queen died and everyone was queuing up to go and see her um oh it was an empty coffin definitely 100 percent. well also paul did you go and see or not did you no, queue up? no. i'm not queuing no, for I didn't. 12 hours <laughs> to go and see a, a piece of wood draped in a flag coffin oh coffin <laughs> Paul, <laughs> I actually thought her body would be there for people to see. I didn't realise it. I. I didn't realise it was going to be closed and with a flag on. I was really shocked when they showed no, the picture. I thought um, it was going you? to be a oh, glass. I felt so stupid. I was so, yes. Well, like No, I think that's... No, I thought the same thing. Is that not what they used to I do? Was what, but they did, didn't yeah, they? You I'm know, sure. Lying in state meant that you were... You got it to was, see the body. You know, you got to see them. Yeah. And say one last goodbye. Whereas, you know, you queued for 12 hours to walk past 
An empty box. Coffin with a flag on it. Do you really think so, it was empty? I don't. I don't think it was. No, it probably wasn't. But I mean, who's to know? Well, nobody, right? It's uh, yeah. it's like that experiment, isn't it? Uh, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat. cat. I was about to say, are we talking about Schrodinger's queen? <laughs> Exactly. Oh God, Paul, we're you already know? getting cancelled. We're only on the second episode. <laughs> we're going to get cancelled for talking oh. about the Queen. Oh, my God. Anyway, so the whole idea of this, you know, psychology of cleanliness mm. and this this idea that you there mu- you must be pristine in, in order to be a mm-hmm. good person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a fabulously spanking clean house... Are you really a good person? Because, you know, you're now a bad person. Not just bad, but also mentally disturbed, right? Because I see this all the time. Messy house, messy brain. If Tidy house, tidy brain. I cannot tell you I'm a messy person, right? I am a messy person. But I'm ferociously organized in terms of my business and my work and my and I'm very good at my job. And I, Do you know what I mean? There's, the kids have always got everything we need and yada, yada, yada. But I'm a messy person. There is. Yeah, but there's this yeah, thing. Tidy, tidy desk, tidy mind. Yeah. You hear this all the God, time. God, I'm glad you can't see Einstein my desk right now. Einstein would disagree. Einstein's desk. Einstein. They, yeah. Yeah. They took Notoriously a photo of messy. his... Um, there's a picture that does the rounds of his desk on the day he died. And it is just literally chaos. And it makes me feel so much better about my own desk, which is also always chaos. <laughs> and then occasionally <laughs> I blitz it and it becomes clean for a little while. And then, no. and then it goes back to being chaotic again. But Mine is fabulously organised. Yeah, I bet it is. But I'm a good person, you see. Oh, you are. You're so morally superior <laughs> to me, Paul, because your desk is... But also, who's got time for tidying like that? Because that go back to what I was saying about the patriarchy and the keeping the women busy so that they're not complaining and they're not looking at what the men are getting away with and they're not creating and they're also not getting any power. I haven't got time to clean because I'm so busy in my work. I'm so busy at what I do. And, you know, everyone knows that I've got another podcast. I've got my private work. I've got um, all sorts of social media and everything else. Plus two children that I am the lone parent for. So I don't really have time to do all the tidying that would put me in that thing of being next to godliness. And it's just, I just can't. I haven't got the energy either because it's exhausting. So yeah, no, it's true. Bad? You also can't. Yes. You also can't. <laughs> Savage! You're meant to say no. <laughs> you also can't discount the impact that something like depression will have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You, you ha- because you will see an awful lot of the times people suffering with depression. The last thing they want to do is get up and clean their house. Yeah. And then, of course, it becomes overwhelming because yeah. the longer you leave it, the more overwhelming it becomes. And if you're dealing with depression, that overwhelming becomes even more overwhelming. Mm. So this whole moralizing nonsense of, well, you know, if you just tidied up, you'd feel better. Oh, someone, Darling, get a grip. Oh, get a grip. Someone said to me when my son was very small and I was newly a single parent and I was struggling. I was not very well. But um, I don't think anyone knew that other than that my house was really quite untidy, like beyond what it would normally be untidy. And um, 
And I remember someone coming in saying, well, just do one room a day. And me thinking, I can barely get dressed. How am I going to do one day room a day? I mean, my son was well looked after and he was, all his needs were being met, but that was my bare minimum that I could achieve. And the idea that I was then meant to do one room a day and just that would be easy. It was so dismissive and devaluing and so judgmental and critical too, that it's, you know, I think we need to be really careful what we're saying. That's why I'm horrified that people were saying that on Anne's comment section, because you just don't know what mm. someone's dealing with. And also it's such a busman's holiday, isn't it? Come home and start cleaning your house, having spent all day cleaning other people's house houses. And I mean, even my cleaner, I have got a cleaner now because it does help me manage everything. And, and bless her, she always comes in and goes, don't worry, you should see my house. <laughs> and then goes about makes my house beautiful <laughs> for me. And I think this is a common thing for cleaners is that why would you want to go home and do everything at your own house when you've done it all day? Makes no sense. It's true. But it's also about social conformity, isn't it? Now then. Everything is about into, social of conformity. Course, of course. Let's it's get It's about into this that. idea of, you know, well, it's, it's a competition between you and the Joneses next door or your sister or your brother or whoever. You know, when you walk into somebody's house, you feel this sense of, well, you obviously haven't got your life together mm -hmm. because, you know, there's there aren't track marks in your carpet from the hoover oh so how can you even live like this it's yeah there's something just so judgmental isn't there about it this 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 i thing remember somebody we... saying it to me once what, that, that you should have somebody if no a friend of mine walked in and went oh my god your house is so clean it's so amazing you've got track marks in the carpet how do you do it Money. <laughs> Someone else does it. That's Paul's answer, isn't That's it? That's how you, you do it. You just outsource everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money. Money. Track marks in my carpet and my house being clean has absolutely no moral reflection on me. None if, whatsoever. Okay, so if you didn't have money, would your house be clean? Wouldn't be as clean as it is. <laughs> would it, it would be. be. <laughs> would it be clean and tidy? No. I, I th it would be, t well, you see, okay. I, here comes a little secret. I'm being secret. slightly hypocritical. No, no, oh, it's no okay, secret. No, okay, I'm being <laughs> hypocritical. Okay. Because if I didn't have visitors, then my house would be much, if, if I didn't have people to help, my house would be much, much more untidy than right. it is. Whereas if I knew people were coming around, I probably would tidy it up. I There is no more cleaning that I do than in the 30 minutes before people arrive to visit. This is the thing. It's just I mean, like, we're all conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> the deadline of, my God, they're going to be here any minute. And do you know, so every month I host a board game night where loads of people come over and we're just a random selection of my friends. It's such good fun. We have a really good time. But... Before they come, I always, of course, clear up a little bit. And I don't go crazy with it, but I do, you know, I make a bit of an effort. And then a few weeks ago, I had one in December. And the morning of the, the board game night, people had come to look around my house to see whether or not they wanted to buy it. So looking to sell, move and whatever. And I had immaculated the house. Like it was 
stunningly tidy and clean and cleared all the coats off the coat pegs and put them all away and done all this and like wiped all the surfaces in the hall and anyway it made it look amazing and that night then everyone came in and they were like oh my god Helen I was like this is actually quite embarrassing because when it was so tidy what has happened your house looks amazing yeah Yeah. one of my friends basically meant Helen we're used to being in a dump so I'm gonna have to do something you tidied up yeah yeah didn't stay like that for long, you'll be glad to know. But the How yeah. How did that make you feel, Helen? Judged. No, it didn't. It wasn't Isn't like that, that at all. What you lot say in therapy? Yeah. And how did that make Don't you feel? Don't be so scathing of my job. That's my <laughs> whole life's work. Yeah. How did it make me feel? <laughs> it made me feel a little bit shamed because it wasn't, you know, because there's this thing of, see, you can do it, Helen. If you try hard enough and if it's important enough, you can do it. So, yeah, because I want to sell my house for as much money as possible. So I need to make it look as attractive as possible. But that's a bit like me going to the bar. You know, I'll make myself look as attractive as possible to go to the pub and or the bar or whatever. But at home watching TV, I'm not going to bother. No, this is true. And actually, I think it's very interesting that you said shame. Mm. Because I think there is an element of shame in it Mm -hmm. because we have been conditioned to feel shame that if everything isn't pristine and wonderful and amazing then obviously you're ashamed of this Mm -hmm. what's that program with those that scottish woman and i need more context paul i'm not i'm i can't Get from the- How clean is your house? Oh, How clean is your Kim house? and Aggie, yeah. Yes. Kim and Aggie, Kim that's and it. Aggie. I mean, Aggie is just brutal. Mm. But Kim is brutal. too. She was on Big Brother. Oh, no. Kim is her? the one I'm talking about. Kim is the one who's brutal. The bigger lady. Aggie is, She's quite statuesque, yes. yes. Isn't Aggie the, the Scottish one? The Scottish one, one yeah. who's quite. Um, do you know they hated nice, each really. other? Did you know that? Apparently yeah, so. Yeah, really I hated each other. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not come across on camera. Yeah, so clearly cleanliness is not next to friendliness. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not. But I mean, they would walk into some houses and the ridicule that they Awful. would spew out the was just... But it was public shaming mm. on national television. Mm. All of these people, with Kim especially, dragging people over like a naughty schoolchild yeah. over the, over the, the the bowl, the loo bowl, yes. going. Do you see how filthy this is? Yeah. Do you see how dirty this is? Put those gloves on and clean this. Yeah. And it's she was like an avenging angel of cleanliness. And that's just it, isn't it? It's the shaming of it. And shame drives a lot of our behaviour when we're trying to avoid feeling shame, right? So we're doing this. So we go back to that social conformity aspect. It's this thing of people will shame me if my house isn't perfect. And I see on Instagram and all I'll these feel people shame. do. And I will feel shame. But people are doing all this, um, all these videos and look at how clean and pristine and everything is. And I think going back to Kim and Aggie then, I remember them getting like loo brushes and going, this is encrusted urine. It's not rust, it's urine. And it wasn't yeah. urine, it was rust. Because it's it's um, it's on the metal parts of the loo brush, which has been sitting in loo water or whatever in the, in the thingies that they hold, um, that holds the brush. So 
they're, they're standing there shaming these people for having something which they literally have no control over because it's oxidization of metal and, and doing that on national television. But then all of us watching that learnt that bought into it. Yes. But no, not just bought into it, Paul. We learned that we felt socially superior. No, we felt that if people saw that in our homes, that they would know that it was justified to shame us. So, yeah, so there is this idea that you can be, you're almost being given permission for shame. Is that yeah. what you mean? Well, yes, that we're, but also that we should fear that shame too. So, yes, we, we're allowed to judge people if their houses are dirty or messy or whatever, but also they're allowed to judge us too. So we have to all start making sure our houses are always immaculate if someone's coming over. And allowed to verbalise it as well and vocalise it and actually pull us up on it, like there's something wrong with it. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I would sit there watching this going, how is it possible that you would allow six months of milk cartons to build up on the floor of your sitting room? Depression. Like, why do you have milk cartons in the sitting room? I mean, people live differently to us, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why not? Why anything? I mean, I it's I do have massive empathy with that. Actually, that kind of that that thing of being unable to manage it and it doing getting out of control and then not knowing where to start and it's really really difficult. But I think um, what then we do think is that we are immoral because of it. It's that moral superior superiority around the cleanliness and because I am not tidy or because I've let things get out of control because I can't cope at the moment somehow that also means I'm a terrible terrible person on top of the fact I'm already feeling like crap so it's yeah I have and you begin to believe it yeah and you begin to believe it of course you do Oh, I can't get up and clean, so I'm just awful. I'm just appalling. I'm you lazy know, I'm, and I'm worthless. And... I'm lazy, and and this, of course, makes the depression even worse. Yeah. So yes, you're right. I mean, the the programs that we used to watch, we'd never get away with it now. But mm-hmm. I mean, some of them were quite brutal. Although you said that there's this whole side of TikTok where people are showing off their houses. There's one particular chap who does these TikToks of him getting out his morning routine. He gets up in the morning and, you know, he irons his sheets on the bed and steams them into place and then steams his pillows and then sprays his pillow with stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at this going, like, fuck, you do that every day. But also, get alive. Like, yeah, exactly. Who has time has to time. do that? That's, you know, and, and then, of course, he gets out his, he lays out his yoga mat and he puts on, he puts a exercise bike on it. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that this is a daily ritual. From a behavioral point of view, if this is your daily ritual, then you've got some serious behavioural problems. But that becomes OCD, Because that's surely. not normal. It becomes OCD, it becomes psychotic, it becomes sociopathic. Yeah. It's basically, um, what's that American psycho? It's American psycho vibes. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Because, again, he does these things of him 
the ritualistic behaviors. Dropping ointment on his thing. Mm. And this must take three hours. So you must have to get up at 4 a.m. in the morning to be actually ready to start your day. Because if you got up any later, it'd be lunchtime before you got dressed. I'd rather sleep and have a messy bed like you. So would I. And anyway, why would you steam your sheets? Whatever for? I know. That's never a thing, is it? I, I mean, I... I've never heard of it. But you know what's interesting about that is that how many people watch those things? Because they do. They get millions millions and millions of views. And it's all because of the dopamine. It's a shortcut to dopamine. We get a huge reward from watching the before and afters. I love before and after videos. Like it is literally something that can keep me going for ages. (laughs) And the reason is ADHD and the dopamine I get from it. It's huge amounts of dopamine. Because it's you're it's like you've done it, but you haven't had to do all the work for it. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's there is a sense of um, a feeling of bringing order to chaos, mm. and I suppose that would that that's a lot to do with this whole cleaning thing as well. That you know, you see a messy room, and you can actually see at the end of it the outcome mm-hmm. of your labor when you put things away, when you hoover, when you clean it. And that gives you that gives you a dopamine hit. But when it becomes maladaptive and you become obsessed that if somebody sits on your sofa that they're going to leave a dent in it. Oh, I yes. must tell you, I have never felt more uncomfortable in my life than when I'm in houses that are pristine. Me? Too. It's horrific. You're so scared of knocking anything over. This is the sort of place that I accidentally dribble because I or something, you know, like because I'm so scared of making a mess. You know what I mean? Do you, do you remember keeping up appearances oh, yeah. when yes. Elizabeth used to come in from next door to have tea with Hyacinth? And every time Hyacinth would hand her the Royal Dalton oh, China. God. Elizabeth would start shaking and the cup would go flying. That's exactly what you... Actually, Hyacinth is the epitome Mm. of this idea, isn't it? Yes, the cleanliness is She's always cleaning and primping. She's always got rubber gloves on, hasn't she, and a cloth. Yeah. Even in the credits, she's there polishing something, isn't she? She's polishing. To look outside, to be nosy. It's this really strong middle-class morality that my house must be a showpiece. Now, isn't that interesting? Let's just sit with the class system thing. Because when I think about um, going to... Well, I don't know if this is just a perception, but I don't remember this vibe being part of my growing up experience sort of no no you walk into the family areas of stateleys and it's like walking into a hoarder's paradise yeah and you're not you're the only thing we weren't allowed to do was wear stilettos on the wood floors and obviously that wasn't really an issue for me at 12 years old but like (laughs) but we weren't allowed to wear stilettos just because they would um dent the floors and there was one woman that did it once and this whole idea of taking my shoes off (gasps) i didn't really I, I didn't I know didn't that was really, a thing until um, I was an adult. No, no, I was quite, I think I was about 19 or 20 when somebody told me, mm. take your shoes off. And I remember thinking to myself, whatever for? Yes. Why? Yes. I sincerely hope my socks match. Uh, yeah. 
it was, I remember the first time being told to take my shoes off and being horrified and why, why, why did nobody warn me that this was going to happen? And, and apparently it's going a, to be a thing. Yeah. Apparently it's a mm. very normal thing. And I just didn't, I had never experienced it. And yeah. Right. Cause at our homes, we, we just wore shoes everywhere. You could not wear shoes. You wear was, shoes in the house now. Do I wear shoes downstairs? I've got, I also have, um, sliders, I think they could, you know, with them yes. for in the house. I have indoor. Yeah. I have indoor shoes. But upstairs, no, but all upstairs is carpeted and all downstairs is not. So, you know, it's cold to not wear shoes. Um, but the, we're not allowed to, well, I have a family rule that we don't wear shoes upstairs, largely because people trip on the stairs. It's not because I'm worried about the stairs getting dirty or mucky. It's because <laughs> my stairs are so steep and I don't want anyone to sue me. So take your shoes off when you're going upstairs, please. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it, and then you walk into, well, I mean, I don't know now, you probably don't do it now, but you walk into these houses that are totally pristine and then you go upstairs to the loo and there's carpet in it. <gasps> I hate carpet in a bathroom. I can't bear it's it. It's like, darling, this totally defeats the purpose of but, having a clean house. Yeah. Ew. Around the loo. Basically, I'm standing in a sea of we. Yeah, you are. You are. So no. Although this all this cleanliness thing is just for show, but it's also virtual signaling, isn't it? Massively virtual virtue signaling because people put it all over social media, don't they? I mean, it is this clean talk is a thing. You think about Mrs. Hinch and how she's made so much money um, from cleaning, and look at you know this is the way you want to live your life, and if you want a better life, Mrs. Hinch. oh, haven't you heard of Mrs. Hinch? Huge on Instagram wow. books. She's got ranges in Tesco of like cleaning products and towels and all sorts like. You've never heard of her? No, and cleaning products and towels and Tesco wouldn't be my normal hanging out okay. spot. No, fair enough. They're not in. They're not in um, Harvey Nichols yet, <laughs> as far as I know. But she, no, she's um, she's had books out and all sorts. Massive, um, massive, massive following on Instagram. So is she the Mrs. Beaton of her time? Essentially, yes, absolutely. Um, and she. She shows you how to do things and how to um, clean things and, you know, best best remedy for making this clean or cleaning the pan when it's crusted on or, you know, all that stuff. How to clean your loo and things like that. Like demonstrations, full-on demonstrations. Yeah, she gets gets her rubber gloves out. and has, I don't watch her, but I just know of her. So, yeah, she's, um, yeah. I'm sure she got cancelled, actually. I'm sure there was a, a scandal about her a while ago, but I don't know what it is. So I'm now worried that I'm talking about someone in that I shouldn't be. But she, um, yeah, the, the Mrs. Hinches of the world have this huge thing and it's it's all about your life will be better and look how good I am because my house is clean. That makes me a better person than you. And there's something about that, isn't there? This kind of look at me. Hopefully. How I'm but this better. is where it stems from, doesn't it? This whole um, John Wesley idea that you are a better person, you are closer to God, you are um, without sin, unblemished, all of this, as long as you wash your floors. But again, I'm coming back to the as long as you're a woman, because this doesn't apply to men. 
where John Wesley is talking about it, did it? It didn't apply to men. I don't think it applies to men now either, because you will see, for example, even if you go do this, how clean is your house? They went into a student dorm Mm. and it was a group of boys and they were making excuses that, well, you know what boys are like, you know, Mm. boys don't clean, boys don't do this, boys don't do that, which of course is nonsense. Yeah. But there is this idea that if you are a single man living alone and your house is messy, it doesn't reflect on your character. Yes. It's just, well, you're messy and you probably didn't have time to clean it. Why didn't you get a cleaner? That would be the question. The question wouldn't be, why didn't you clean up? Mm. The question would be, why didn't you get a cleaner? It's almost like your penis prevents you from being able to put things in a dishwasher. Well, it does. (laughs) 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 we're not out here picking up dishes with our vaginas paul (laughs) doesn't work like that you know (laughs) well i don't know how it works Helen. so that's that's entirely up it may do well i can inform you it doesn't it is it is specific isn't it there is a a higher judgment call Mm -hmm. if if there is a woman involved or, you know, it's a, even if it's a couple, the, the lack of organization within the house, even if both people work, mm-hmm. the judgment will be, mm-hmm. yeah. don't you have time to clean as well as yeah. do your job? Yeah. Or the You're man will be, oh, I've been at woman. work all day. And then it's interesting as well. I follow someone or maybe I don't follow them, but there's someone who pops up on my TikTok feed quite often and they, um, cause I am a follow snob. I don't follow very many people and I know you're the same as me. I am a follow snob yeah. as well. Katie am, thinks, yeah, Katie so. judges us for that. You know that, don't you? She's Does like, she? yeah, she thinks we're ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, Look, I don't, I'm a follow I have snob. a threshold. I, I know have a threshold. you do. I know you do. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So anyway, so there's this guy that pops up on my feed and he's a stay at home dad and he often, is cleaning and he's like taking people around his house as he's cleaning the house or the car seats or the whatever. And he's organizing. Da, 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 da. The children. I think I've seen this. He's called Joe, I think. Joey something. And um, his wife. He's hundreds of thousands of. Yeah. Basically feral women. Just in going, his comments. Oh my God, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the thing, right? He does it and everyone's like, oh, such a good husband. You're such a good partner. But the woman does it and it's just, well, yeah, of course you should be doing that. Why aren't you? You haven't done it properly. Do it better. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's so wrong. (laughs) So dreadful. I mean, I've read the comments in his, on his videos, you? you know, he wipes a countertop and these women are going feral about how amazing he is and how wonderful he is and how he's the ideal man. And you get this phrase, he should be protected at all costs. That phrase triggers me like nothing <laughs> else. Why should that person who wiped mm-hmm. a countertop be why is a person who's just doing the thing that he's agreed to do in his partnership be protected at all costs? What about the what about the income provider? Should she not be protected at all costs? Well, no, Helen, no. because you know she's she's a woman. Yeah. It's role reversal, and as someone once that's said not to how me, it's supposed to work. 
Well, as someone once said to me, she's only a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I just repeated it back to them and then they went, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't sound very good, does it? (laughs) No. No. No, it doesn't. But you also have these... Now that you mentioned this stay at home, there's a whole side of TikTok with these people, mm-hmm. with men who stay at home mm-hmm. and, you know, the they're cleaning and doing everything a stay at home mother would do. Quite yeah. literally everything a stay at home mother would do. The only difference is they are heaped with praise. It's they are told outrageous. how wonderful they are, how amazing they are, how superior they are to everybody else, how... I wish my husband would do that. Well, I mean, your husband probably would do it if you decided that. I was one about to say, not if you ask. Don't say if you ask, Paul, because you should not have to ask your partner to contribute to the cleanliness of the home. Oh, no, 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 Absolutely no. Absolutely no, no, not. No. Absolutely not. Mm. But if you've decided that, you know, you as the. who, who makes more money, who mm-hmm. has a higher salary. It makes more sense for you to go out to work mm-hmm. and the husband to stay at home and look after the kids. I mean, that's been happening for hundreds of years. Yeah. The only difference is it's now the husband staying at home because the wife earns more money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's people. It's... But then the wife still gets judged because it's like, oh, your husband is at home looking after the kids, is he? Women cannot win. They cannot win. You should be going out to work. You should be keeping the house clean, looking after the children. You've got to choose between. This is like the Barbie speech. Have you seen the Barbie speech? Where she, I haven't seen the oh, Barbie movie. She talks no. about all the contradictions of all the things. You're meant to be skinny, but not too thin. And you're meant to be pretty, but not domineeringly pretty. And you're not meant to know that you're pretty, but you're meant to be really pretty. Like it's just the messaging and the contradiction of the messaging that we get is crazy but cleaning and homeliness is a huge one and a woman who doesn't like cooking or doesn't like cleaning is judged as immoral literally immoral we are considered as bad people if prioritizing the cleanliness and the tidiness of the home isn't the thing that we do so the fact that so you're I going prior- to hell basically i am going to hell well good because it'll be warm and i hate being cold so that's fine and I'll be there with you, so it'll be fine, double fine. I mean, if that's your imaginary place of choice, then I'm yes, absolutely, this. we can, we can, we can go there. I mean, it sounds much more fun. Although I'm not so much into the whole eternal punishment thing. It depends. It depends what your kink is. Is there a safe word? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. We need to leave it there because it's too much now. It gets it gets totally out of hand. It but I just wanted to talk realness. about this and the psychology about it because I think the psychology behind this idea of cleanliness being next to godliness is absolutely fascinating. I think the idea that somehow how clean your house is is some sort of reflection on your character, on your morality, on your ability, on... Everything about you as a normal, well-rounded person is ludicrous and stupid. So you can go out and murder somebody, but as long as your house is clean, (laughs) that's okay. Absolutely. You'll be forgiven. 
As long as you've you got know? a clean house. I mean, might that, have somebody in your house and clean up the blood. You've just reminded then me. Then it's fine. My granny used to say we had to tidy up in case the doctor came in the night. So it wasn't, it was just ridiculous. Like the, we had to put the living Why? room to bed in case the doctor came in the night. So it was tidy in case the doctor had to come. Okay, the final thing before we go. I have friends who clean before their cleaners come. I've loads of friends that do that too. <laughs> this is the it's most ridiculous, ridiculous thing. <laughs> Can I offer everybody a little life hack before we actually finish? Do you know you haven't done yeah. a little secret? You haven't told us any little secrets this time. Well, I don't have any little secrets about cleaning, to be quite honest with you, because I don't do it. Well, there's the little secret. He doesn't do any cleaning, <laughs> <laughs> but he judges other people. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. I will let you in oh, on okay. a little secret. Give when us a I, secret. When I, um, it's not so much a secret. It's just how stupid and naive I was. When I um, became a hotel training manager, because obviously I wanted to piss off my parents and annoy them, <laughs> and I decided what, what career can I do that will upset them so much? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go work in a hotel. So I rocked off to a relatively well-known five-star hotel in London. I said to the general manager, I want to be a hotel manager. And he said, well, why? So I told him why. And he said, well, that's not really the reason why people become (laughs) hotel managers. Anyway, he gave me a job as a hotel manager. What I didn't know, I mean, fierce competition for these training management Mm. roles. What I didn't know was that you had to, um, he had told somebody else that, you know what, we're going to put you on standby because a, a training management position will probably come up in about four weeks. But anyway, my very, because he didn't think I would last. But anyway, my first day, I was put into the restaurant and I was told, Hoover the floor. And I was handed a Hoover. And the Hoover had a name. The Hoover was called Henry. I'll never forget it. Like the name was <laughs> on know. the Hoover. It was called I think Henry. Everyone knows what and Henry And Henry had a wife called Hetty. Henry. Do they? Yeah. Hetty. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, <laughs> no, Hetty was the mistress. Henrietta was the wife. Um, there were three of them. They all had different names. Anyway, I went around the restaurant and I was hoovering. You know, I'd seen staff do this. I mean, this is not rocket science. And the head waiter came in and he was Italian. He was about that size. I mean, he was <laughs> the size of an umpalumpa. And he started screaming at me in Italian. Oh, no. And I looked at him going, is your problem? Like, I have just spent 20 minutes hoovering this bloody restaurant. A little bit of appreciation wouldn't go amiss. I didn't know you had to plug it in, you see. I thought that it was, (laughs) I thought it was a special hoover for hotels that didn't make noise. The who the plug was hidden, Helen. It was wrapped inside it. How how was I to know? Paul, that, what? I thought you were anyway, so clever. That will sh- I am clever. I just, don't know. I just didn't know how to hoover a restaurant at nineteen years of age. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, I've got secondhand embarrassment for you. That is awful. That's the Bless thing. You. I didn't feel embarrassment or shame. Didn't you? I no, I just thought he was a lunatic. <laughs> and then of course he took out the plug and plugged it in and started making noise. I was like, Oh yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
but hilarious. My first few months as a training manager, we shouldn't even be talking about this because it's nothing to do with anything. I used to play dumb and pretend to people, I don't know how to do it. Can you show me? Weaponized incompetence, so this badly. is called, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Dreadful. <laughs> Men do it all the bloody time. My son tries to is do that, it with the dishwasher. Not happening. Do it again. <laughs> You, uh, See, yeah. You're not the first, you won't be the I last. I would just go, I don't know how to do it. And then they would show me, and by the time they'd finished showing me, it was done. Or I would do it so badly that they would get so enraged, they would snap whatever it was away from me and say, just go somewhere else. And I'd be like, okay. I don't Which think... was normally out to the smoking area to smoke. I don't think there's a teenager alive who hasn't tried that with the washing up. The, oh, I've... Uh, I, did, well, I, I thought did my I best. was unique. No, you weren't. Not at all. Every <laughs> every man in this world, I think, has tried that at some point. And it's whether... And now, listen, if you're listening to this going, I think that's my partner, it is. Because they do it on purpose. <laughs> and they pretend they can't do this thing and they do a crap job of it. So you won't ask them to do it again. Just keep asking and keep telling them. And before we finish, I'm going to offer a hack for cleaning, which I find very okay. useful especially as somebody who has ADHD and finds all the different transitions and the things really difficult. Write a list of all the jobs that you need to do. So like 1 through 20, write the list. And then you can get a dice that's got 20 on it. And you roll the dice and you do whichever number and it becomes a game. And then you start getting dopamine and it becomes more fun and it becomes a reward system. And obviously you get to cross things off a list. Who doesn't love a bit of dopamine from doing that? But do it with the dice. You can buy them online. Like, you know, they're a few quid. They're not expensive. Roll the dice, do whichever number and work your way through the list randomly. And then you will feel less overwhelmed and you'll get a load of dopamine at the same time. So, yeah, there's my little... ADHD hack for cleaning. That's quite a good idea. I like that. It wasn't mine. I saw it on TikTok, but I'll I'll claim it here now. Obviously. <laughs> but will rolling the dice bring you closer to godliness, Helen? That's no, the thing. Because, will it get you into heaven? Of course it will, because you're doing cleaning. You know? So well, it depends if you, you believe in in that sort of thing, doesn't it? And which Do you think god heaven which is godliness? full of Dysons. No, it's probably full of Kirby's because they're the gold star vacuum cleaner. Aren't they? Yeah. I thought Dyson was the gold no. star. No. See, you really. They're the most yeah. expensive. No, they're not. Kirby's about ah. two and a half grand. Are they really? Yeah, really expensive. Who the hell would spend two and a half grand on a Hoover? Someone like a uh, professional. Well, if, you've, if you're Hoovering okay, an awful fine. lot. Yeah. Professional, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was Dyson. No. Shark as well. The there. more you the... know. <laughs> Are you off to buy a Kirby now? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not spending £2,000 on over. <laughs> no. There's, there's right, okay. handbags to be bought for that, isn't there? Yes. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Oh, tell everybody to follow, subscribe oh, yeah. and do their thing. The... I always forget to do that. Oh, it sounds I know, like begging. Well, everyone, look... Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us so much. Uh, leave us a comment, any questions, and take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>